That's right, everybody, back at the COM 101 podcast. Hope you're all doing well. In today's episode, I have an absolutely delightful conversation with a scholar and professor in the Department of Communication, Dr. Inni Zhang. And, and it is just a fabulous discussion. We cover a lot of topics. We talk about social media a lot. A lot of our scholars here study that. Um, we've chatted about social media a lot in this podcast. But, um, you know, the discussion that we have takes, it goes off in a beautifully so many directions that's what i'm trying to say it goes into so many great areas of research and it really touches on an important concept of why we discuss social media so much in communication which is that it no longer can we separate communication and social media um it's not going away and it is an integral part of how we communicate even in real life and i think my conversation with any is is just a, a really good depiction of that and she is awesome human being and we cover so many really interesting topics so uh, tune in enjoy without further ado let's give a well a warm welcome to dr ini sang all right everybody here we are at the com 101 podcast we have a very special guest today hi ini how are you hi zach how are you i am wonderful and we are thrilled to have you on. This Thank is going you. to be, um, the time we're recording this is probably going to be like our 15th episode-ish. Wow. I have a faculty interview week happening next week where mm -hmm. they're going to be listening to a bunch of interviews kind of locked mm -hmm. in. But we're thrilled to have you. So tell Happy students. Yay, I love this. <laughs> so if you don't mind, kind of introduce yourself. Uh, tell us who you are, uh, what you teach, and just generally what your research interests are. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Amy John. Um, I am an assistant professor in the Department of Communication. Um, I came here in the fall of 2020. So this is my second year as an assistant professor. Um, I taught communication theory, cool. um, communication uh, for, for two semesters. And this semester, I'm teaching a, a new course, which uh, I'm super interested in and super excited about. That is um, communication in network society. Um, um, it's dear and near to my academic in interests. Cool. So I'm so happy that I get the chance to teach this course. Um, in terms of my research, you probably have guessed it based on the course right. that I'm, I'm, you know, super pumped about. That is about social media. Uh, that that is about communication in the network society. Um, cool. So basically, uh, if you allow me to speak a little bit more go. about my, <laughs> yes. I can go like for hours. I love it. This is why we're <laughs> rambling here. Rambling rent. Go ahead. It's not about, about me. <laughs> <laughs> about my research. So um, basically. Basically, I study um, who um, who are those people who talk about things on social media, mm. uh, including topics like you know mass shootings, mm. uh, immigration, uh, the Me Too movement, you know, wow. a bunch of like social movements and social issues. And I study like you know how their communication might influence uh, news media attention, mm. or how their um, conversations on social media can be influenced by uh, news media coverage. Um, and also, I've been, you know, fascinated um, with um, a, a range of phenomenon, um, well, a range of phenomena, a range of phenomena on social media, yeah. for example, um, you know, um, uh, uh, what else? Let me think about that. You can, a, you can cut it, right? Yes, we can. Yeah, we can trim it out. <laughs> um, let's 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 get you wanna, that for now. You want you good for now on that? Yeah, cool. I love this. Well, that I gotta say, that research interest. This is oh, 
all those things you just outlined, especially I feel like in 2021 with the climate mm. we're in, this mixture of, of um, quote unquote, what's trending, right? And mm. and how that influences news media reporting. Mm-hmm. Wow, your job must be booming. This is, <laughs> this is, I mean, I can't, especially in the last five years, we've had such a, an interesting, uh, just a, probably a never before seen a, kind of arisal of how news media reports on things that are important, you know, mm-hmm. and what they're reporting on and how that's, do you look at influencers as well? I do. Ooh, I, I look at like influencers on, on Twitter mm. and more specifically, you know, political influencers, ah, you know, yeah, not yeah. like, you know, those big names, like right. you know, politicians, but mm-hmm. you know, those relatively, you know, micro celebrities, sure. I would say, sure. you know, with like a, maybe several hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Um, and those people are pretty active on social media mm-hmm. and they have their clear political, um, you know, leanings and agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they can use social media to great effect. Yeah, um, they can build their, you know, a strong follower base and they can, you know, disseminate their messages loud and clear. Mm-hmm. They can even, you know, um, attract media attention and to further amplify their messages. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is really interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. How relevant in 2021, too. Wow. <laughs> um, OK, and we'll come back to that in a second. Mm-hmm, sure. Tell us first how you're finding Buffalo. Buffalo. What do you think? Buffalo is um, Buffalo has been. um I, I would say an interesting place to me yeah, so far sure. and it has been a very good place. Um, I, I would say I did my master's and PhD um, programs um, in uh, Madison. Okay. In Madison, Wisconsin. Sure. I, I lived there for seven years. Wow. Yeah, a total of seven years. Wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Madison um, is like my second hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only passed through. I've never I've never stayed for longer than like a night. In I see. Yeah, what, yeah. what other cities in that region? That was it. That, that was, was it. it. <laughs> I was doing a, a music gig uh-huh. uh, for oh, one night. We cool. flew in and that was it. And I can't remember where we were. It was like 12 years ago <laughs> wow wow that well, was a long time ago so how are you finding that how are you finding buffalo comparatively to- yeah so here's an interesting story okay, so I after i got this job um after i got this offer from buffalo from mm-hmm. our department um my professors my colleagues there told me that well you know what any um you don't need to be acclimated in buffalo because the the weather is pretty much similar ah, um, yeah. to that in, in in madison cool and uh, and also one professor told me that um actually buffalo is more like the middle west than <laughs> like the east coast um he said well you know what because of the geographical region because yeah. Of you know maybe they they also have this kind of midwestern modesty. There in, is like in a humility about them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the interesting story is that after I came here and I asked my students, mm-hmm. you know, um, do would, uh, do you consider Buffalo to be you know East Coast or Midwest? Mm-hmm. So um, I've got really interesting responses because you know. People who live in Buffalo, who uh, who were born, uh, who who are born and, and grew up here, yeah. they would say yes, East Coast for sure. Uh-huh. And those folks from NYC said uh, no, yo, this, <laughs> not East Coast. People, yeah, they, we do not. It's it's funny too because I traveled to New York a lot, uh-huh. and that's such a funny. There is such a distinction between New York City and the rest of the state. Oh my, and the rest of the state. It's it's it really and when. You, have you been you've been to New York a few I've times? I've been I've been there the, like a couple of times. It, I mean you can as a tourist. <laughs> right. You could feel the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, it is mm-hmm. it's kind of I always think it's it is funny that we're in the same state. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Long Island and New York, even Long Island from New York are, are 
a lot of people I, I dated a girl who lived in Long Island and she did not like being associated with New York City. It oh, was wow. Long Island. They have their distinct oh, identity. Yeah. Right? Even <laughs> even within miles of each other. Oh. You know? And so it's that's funny you bring that up. Yeah, Buffalo is Is a, there like a rivalry between like NYC and Long Island? No, I think it's just there's there's this I don't know what the right word would be. There is like a, a geographical pride. Okay. You know, this like my identity <laughs> uh-huh. is associated very strongly uh-huh. with I live I'm from Queens, you know, from Manhattan mm. or I'm from this particular city or town in, in Long see. Island, I right? See. And so there's a lot of this this tie to the geographical yes, identity, yes, right? Yes, yes, my students in my in my class this semester, um, you know, who are from NYC told me that oh, I'm from Queens, I'm from yeah, Bronx. Yeah, and they didn't say that I'm from New York City. They don't like that either, <laughs> right? Because that's also I found this is great. I love this discussion. And and we have a lot of students from at UB, a lot of students are from that area. So I'd uh-huh. love to hear from you all. Let us know. And let us know if we're way off on this, by the way. But from what I've gathered from I spent like four years in New York, in the New York City area in oh. like White Plains and then I spent some time in, in Manhattan um, but a lot of students a lot of like roommates and good friends from the area they don't like New York City because they associate it with like tourism in Times Square okay right so like if New York City is like Times Square you I know see. Broadway yeah. and it's just you go I've been, I've been doing that kind of tour well me too I love it I'm not gonna lie I love it it's so much fun and I that's where I first go like I love getting out of a cab in Times Square it's it's one of those places where you don't have to even do anything yeah. it's just an experience to yeah. stand there yeah. in Times Square exactly. you know but what I'm finding is that there's a, a kind of negative connotation that comes mm. with like we're not from that because we're not tourists, right? Yeah, we're locals. I, it's right. And so there's something, there's a more like a savvy about uh-huh. being from not from there, uh-huh. right? You know, uh-huh. and I also don't think a lot of people physically, well, that's not true. I, I don't think as many physically live in the city city you okay. know there's like they live in the region surrounding that I right because there's a lot I of businesses mm-hmm. you know things mm-hmm. like that don't get me wrong there's apartments and things that people rent but yep. there's this very interesting mm-hmm. um sorry we tangent in here this is a good tangent <laughs> though there's a very interesting um separation there you know the five mm-hmm. boroughs and all of that mm-hmm. but then if you move further out to like buffalo mm-hmm. they always are just i grew up grew up in buffalo and there's okay. just this which which uh um, north tonawanda oh. is where i'm from i'm an nt person wow. where, where are you living now if i may ask um um east amherst oh yeah okay that's where a lot of <laughs> a lot of professors live yeah so i i grew up in yeah north that, that, that that's a place where i was told to live yep that, and that's funny yeah that's a lot of people love that yeah. right you know williamsville amherst area yeah, clarence yeah, yeah. um I, word of mouth yep that's it i see i grew up in, in north tonawanda and there's uh-huh. <laughs> it's not perfect but i love it because it's central mm. like it's 15 minutes to uv it's about 20 minutes 25 minutes to buffalo mm-hmm. it's 15 minutes to niagara falls yeah so it's very central centrally located and there's yeah. i believe there's a place called Sticklemeyer park is that in uh, I, 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 am i pronouncing I, that correctly might be, i'm drawing Maybe, a blank you know. do you know whereabouts in what town huh. uh north tonawanda Maybe. Maybe I can't remember exactly, but, Maybe but okay. there's a, there's a park mm-hmm. in that region that mm-hmm. we really like going to. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it by the water? Is it by the river or no? Um, I think it's by a nature reserve. Okay. So okay. It's next to like a a nature reserve, there's a park, and then in the fall, you know, there's you know, this beautiful foliage oh, yeah. and like, trails. We have a few of those around here. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Speaking of like Buffalo, yeah. you know, one thing that I like most about Buffalo is the parks. And, yep. And all the state parks, local parks, and yep. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is pretty distinct. Um, I would say about Buffalo. Cool. Um, 
you know, I, now I have only one uh, data point to compare Buffalo right. with. That's Madison. That's interesting. Um, so comparatively, though, comparatively speaking, yeah. um, I would say there, there, there are probably more like open spaces, huh. um, such as parks sure. um, in Buffalo, and sure. so that's a really good thing. Yeah. I, I love going to the parks. You know, trying to explore different parks around the place where I love live. Um, and um, you know, it's, I, I, I think I would, I think I did not kind of like. Um, finish exploring those parks um, <laughs> probably until in the summer. Wow. How about that? Yeah. That's so, if, you, if you like state parks, you got to go to, if you spend time in Tennessee. No, I did oh, not. I've never been there. Okay. I've never been to that region. If you are a fan of state parks, I swear there is a state park on every exit along the main routes in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Just drive, go with your family. Just go. It is unbelievable the wow. nature in mm. in tennessee mm. it's, it's one of my one of my favorite states to just drive through because cool. of the parks you know if you have pets and stuff it's just mm. awesome so mm. highly recommend that great that, well hey i'm gonna put that down put my, that i would I, I would do that yeah well hey we're happy to have you this is cool i'm glad you're enjoying Thank buffalo you. it's a very unique place there's a lot of mishmash too of uh, different mm. demographics and yep. different types of people which i think is really cool it's why mm-hmm. I, I also love being at a place like ub you know mm-hmm. because of that mm-hmm. you know all right let's get serious for a second here <laughs> Eni. um let's so as a, as a communication scholar especially you know someone who's looking at social media mm. which is always a hot topic right you know always a hot topic uh pop culturally speaking um let's start with kind of a a, a big question here you know in 2021 what are you how do you view the role of communication, you know, what do you think we're doing a great job of? Is there anything you think we need to improve? You know, just generally speaking, where do you where do you see us going as a society? I would say uh, my very bold claim. I love this. We love where, bold claims here. <laughs> we're going as a society is that um, I think things are going to probably get a lot more worse before mm. they're going to get any better mm. because um, in the past five years, we have seen like so many problems been um, exposed, mm-hmm. uh, which are related to social media. Yeah. Um, maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago at the beginning of the maybe internet era, right? Yep. The t- yep. early 20, uh, 21st century, people were really excited about this possibility that the internet um, gives everyone mm. like a microphone so we can right. speak right. and also we can use the internet to find others who are just mm-hmm. like us who share like you know common identities who share common interests right. with us so we can build communities with others um online mm-hmm. you know that is um, that is an amazing thing it is right? a beautiful that is, aspect th- that is a beautiful yeah. prospect right we can you know band with others who are like miles thousands of miles mm-hmm. away like in in paris in in, in south korea in right. japan the world's become you know, smaller right the world yeah. the world you know we were saying back then that the world was becoming like a village mm. right because mm. of internet right. um and also um so there's a there's a great thinker um, who, whose name is like Yonkai Benkler. He okay. wrote this book called The Wealth of Networks back in mm. t- 2006. So I highly recommend everyone Wealth reading that Networks. book. Wealth of Networks. Yeah. Cool. The Wealth of Networks. Great. That's a that's a that's a that's a book that has influenced me a lot hmm. um, in terms of how we should think about uh, the potential of um, the internet. Mm. So back then he says that well the internet is great because um, it can create a very distinct society a very distinct public sphere right. because um we do not have to rely on those sensual 
communication mm. hubs like mass media who you know uh, you know mass media that create content for sure. the mass and sure. content that might not be um you know engaging to everyone content that is lukewarm content mm. that is you know the kind of lowest common denominator content sure. you know that does not offend everyone but does not engage everyone either right. because their goal is to make money they right. don't want to offend you know the mass revenue just, yes. yeah money yes, money yes, money yes, exactly it. but uh, so that 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 is a society that is you know relatively i would say um boring mm, culturally speaking disengaged right disengaged <laughs> yeah. but with the internet and with social media um we can become you know more engaged and we can really you know create content that is passionate mm. uh, we can really create content that we're passionate yes, about yes. we can uh, we can band with those who do not live in our neighborhood right. who do not even live in our city who live thousands of miles away it is beautiful yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful yeah. picture i've connected right? with people even just just from a familial standpoint i've connected with cousins and relatives that are in you know all across the country mm -hmm. you know people from New York City where I used to go to college <laughs> that I haven't spoken to in 10 years, you know, that there's a beautiful aspect to that. Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. So um, I, I think, you know, everyone back then was really excited about mm. that idea. But gradually, <laughs> we started to see that, you know, things do not, you know, roll it's not out. all roses. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, you know, that the dark energies um, mm. can be really released I like by social media and because of social media. Mm. Um, think about, for example, after uh, during the 2016 presidential election right, you know right. the the interference of the russian yep. uh the russians they mm -hmm. they they, they create you know state propaganda yep. uh, creating uh fake accounts mm -hmm. that uh proclaim um that proclaim to be u.s citizens right. that um spew spewed out you know very controversial very mm -hmm. um you know polarizing content just mm -hmm. to divide the american public even further right so that's pretty bad right you know yeah. those bad actors can really use social media to pollute the information environment mm -hmm. and to really drive deep deep wedges into yes. society yes um so that's pretty I would say depressing. Um, I like your phrase. Uh, mm. Your phrase, the, the dark energies. Mm. Uh, the, I really like that phrase. I, Thank I, you. I don't like that it's happening, but I really like how you framed that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that think in my head for a little while. Mm -hmm. That's a good phrase. I like that. Is that your own? Did you coin that? I I did I I don't know. Maybe I should. <laughs> maybe I should uh, <laughs> I, trademark it. <laughs> I think you should because that is a good. That could be a cool book title or something. You yeah, know? maybe you know I should write a book after my tenure. You know the dark that, energies. That's it. Of social I, media. I love that. I love that. Because <laughs> a lot of people, I've heard like a course called The Dark Side, right? Mm -hmm. But I like, I like energies. Mm. I love that word. I mm -hmm. love that word. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> this is, this is good. Yeah. I, well, I think you bring up some great points. And, and I, I think of things even like comment sections of mm. YouTube, for example, yeah. or, which are, which can be very toxic cesspools and... sometimes. Exactly. And, exactly. and, you know, the, I, I think you're talking about bad actors, you know, agents that are not our own, even from, mm -hmm. from like, let's say a societal standpoint, exactly. inserting themselves mm -hmm. and, and manifesting divide and division, mm -hmm. right. Which mm -hmm. is just, oh, it, it, we're at an all time but, high, I think. But even within like, even within then, even within the right, society, even right? Within, within us, you know, exactly. our fellow citizens, if you will, mm -hmm. um, you know, this, the, the quote unquote power that they feel from being online. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this with a few other people too. It, it's, there's a, an interesting shifting of their identity and, you know, and what it seems almost as if their moral foundation shifts when they're online, you mm -hmm, know, compared mm -hmm. to what they might say 
face to face right here, you know, because I don't have to witness the effects of of my my negative comments on you, right? I don't have to be accountable for the, mm. the repercussions of me saying something nasty to you. Yeah, you know? so yeah, I can't agree more with that. Yeah, and yeah. I think in addition to that, like our social identities become more like salient mm. on social mm. media. Like we mm. don't see each other as individuals, like you as you know Zach, like a real person right. who has you know real emotions and concerns and i see you as you know someone associated with a group yep Um, tribe (laughs) exactly you know i see you as part of a a member of a tribe Mm -hmm. so that can really um just fuel the fire (laughs) exactly fuel the fire and i can say like 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 you said i can say very nasty things about that group so that's i think that's you know one reason why your hate speech can be so prevalent on social media yeah you know i'm this tribe and and there's that tribe and that tribe is against quote unquote against my tribe exactly and so i must eliminate exactly (laughs) it's very evolutionary but 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 in reality you know we're all like you know members of a society right uh we, we we I feel like we we have we share a common space, right? Mm-hmm. A, um, we do, we do a, a common identity as we well, do. like you know, as as a society, like as uh, as a nation. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 so sad as humans, that... just as humans, exactly, exactly, <laughs> as human beings. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. We, how do you feel? I'm gonna go off here now because mm. you, you I, I sense we're we're vibing on the same path here mm-hmm. about these things, which is good. I love this. <laughs> same um, here. Yeah, and how do we save discourse <laughs> how do we save you know dialectic exchange not mm. not necessarily I mean, or maybe debate as it was originally intended not mm. not necessarily i need to conquer you in a debate or i need to win but you know this i i i, I speak mm-hmm. you you know someone else truly listens mm. and then they speak and i truly listen you know mm. how do we save that do you have i know that's a big question that is a, that a, is a big a question, question but you know i feel like it's in jeopardy Mm-hmm. I, I do feel like that. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like true dialectic exchange is just not as prevalent as mm-hmm. it once was. And I feel like that that is uh, that should be a concern for all of us. You know, exactly. what are your thoughts on that? Exactly. I, I, I first of all, I feel like maybe the the kind of like inability of us mm. have to, to have like genuine conversations with each other yeah. online probably underlies a lot of problems mm. that we see in our society today sure. um and this question of like how do we have like truly dialectic conversation online i feel like that's so difficult it's so difficult yeah because first of all you know when we're on so when, when we are on social media um you know i would say we have this maybe um, stronger tendency to mm. perform, mm-hmm. um, to perform <laughs> in front of an audience and to, you know, we were just talking about performing before we came live here, yeah, right? A different yeah. kind of I mean, performing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like performing is not necessarily a bad thing, no, but it's not. sometimes it when, um, but, but in the context of social media, mm-hmm. I mean, like performing is not necessarily a bad thing either. Right. right? It's not like a black and white, you know, very, no, it's, it's a dial, you know, yeah, not a light switch. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not dry, cut and dry. Yeah. Um, instead it's, it's like, you know, I, I feel like maybe the, like a problem that I see that, that I can see, um, has to do with like the, the technological affordance of social media. Mm. So when we're on social media, I would say we can see that popularity mm. and status. Mm. Those two ideas are built into social media, are built sure. into the features of social media. Right. Think about the likes, That's the, right. the shares, That's the right. retweets, and you know the the heart reaction mm-hmm. that we get, yep. or the thumbs up shares reaction. Or re- exactly, yeah. exactly. Those metrics, also the followers, the number of yeah. followers you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like those are the metrics that can really generate up the kind of like this 
um, competitive mindset. Right. And we want to you know, gain status. We want to yeah. gain popularity on social yeah. media. Yep. We're competing with each other on social this media. This viral culture that we've become obsessed with. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Exactly. So like, which you doesn't, know, by the way, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're going to say this, it, it doesn't really separate the quality of the content. It's more just uh, how can you attract more attention? Exactly. So yeah, that could be very, that could be great. Yeah, you can. I could, I could also get a lot of attention from saying terrible things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? We have a lot of examples of that. <laughs> we do right? have a lot of examples of yeah. that. And, um, and that you're right. It's set up. <laughs> it's set up for some negativity to be bolstered. I would say so. And recently, yeah. you know, Facebook, um, mm. you know, has been yeah, under congressional some hearings. Yeah, yeah, has been yeah. Um, in some serious trouble because of you know they they, they know that on uh, in on their own platform mm -hmm. there um there's so much hate. Yeah. There's so yep. much toxic. Uh, there's so much toxicity. Yeah. Right. Um. Yep. The the teenagers um who use Instagram, you know, mm. their parent comp. Uh, you know, their company yep. as well, right, yep. um, has been experiencing like deep psychological um, troubles. Yeah. Um, their yeah. mental well-being um, mm -hmm. has been harmed by using Instagram. And one thing that I found that one thing that that I. <laughs> oh, you're good. Don't worry. We're getting real excited about this. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> one thing that I find most troubling is that those teenage uh, those teenagers, the more they use Instagram, the more um, depressed they feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe because of this kind of a demand for popularity, That's maybe right. this kind of like sense of feeling like, you know, unpopular or yep. feeling comparison. like comparison. Exactly. Yeah. Social comparison, yeah. feeling like not being validated, yeah. you know, and, yep. and feeling that they have to be in like constant competition with their peers in yeah. order to gain some status, to gain popularity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's even what's even worse is that the more depressed they are the more yeah. they use that app vicious cycle exactly that's yeah. a that's a yeah. vicious cycle yeah. that's that's some you know one i would say manifestation of the dark energy that yeah. I, you know that i think can be unleashed yeah. via social media yeah 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 let's pause for one second because we're probably gonna have to start a new session so one second yeah, sure <laughs> Sorry, folks, you guys know the drill. We had to just start a new session here because this conversation is awesome. <laughs> um, I, I could, this is so relevant, you mm -hmm. know, and the students in this class know I talk a lot about social media because mm -hmm. I think it is, it is everywhere and it, it affects all of our communication. Yeah. And, and, and it sounds, you know, I, I, we're ringing the bell a lot of times on this, but mm -hmm. I, I have thought about this a lot in this last week mm -hmm. and I, I really do feel that communication and social media no longer can be kind of separated. <laughs> you know, I, I, if I'm going to talk about communication, I must acknowledge the influence, good or bad, yeah. that social media has on all yeah. my communication exchanges. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, I was talking with someone, might have been one of my students actually on this podcast, you know, just for adolescents and teens too, mm -hmm. you know, I'm 33. And so I remember a time. Oh, when, are you really? Yeah, I love this. Oh my God. Amazing. Wow. How about that? Right? July. August. Oh, wow. Summer. Love it. Anyway, we're vibing. We're vibing. This is great. I was talking with one of my students. Actually, it was one of my students. And um, so you're the first faculty member I'm talking to about this. Mm. But I, you know, I, we are from an era where I remember, I don't know if I was, how it was for you, but I remember uh, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 18, 17. Mm. And I, about the same. Yeah. And I navigated my high school years without social media, with, same. right? And yep. so I felt, <laughs> I recall feeling 
uh, bad enough as it was sometimes in high school. High school is challenging enough mm. and, and middle school is challenging enough. And I got through, it was fine, but this, I was able to quote unquote unplug. Mm. I was able to let go of my comparisons at least for four or five hours at night until the next day. Yeah. You know, there was this sense of, okay, I um, made it, you, you see, I'm going with this, mm -hmm. you know, I made it through. Yeah. And maybe I had a terrible day, but mm -hmm. at least I knew I could go home mm -hmm. and I could shut off yep. the, oh my God, that person just said that about me or mm -hmm. that person's doing that. Why didn't they invite me? Mm -hmm. I could set aside a little bit yep. of that social comparative mm -hmm. uh, actions that I engaged in. You know, yep. certainly I was in my own head and my identity management caused me to always be comparing you know, how I was in comparison to other peers, but we all do this. We all right? do that. We all do that. And, but I was able at least, it was just me doing mm -hmm. that to me. Mm -hmm. I did, I wasn't still connected mm -hmm. for the rest of the night. Yeah. We can and unplug. It's right. Ourselves. And you know, the matrix wasn't on exactly. as it were, you know, and, but now it's 24 seven, 24 seven, it's always on. And I don't, it's always on. You know, there's so many changing, you know, mechanisms within the adolescent mind mm -hmm. you know the developmental stages of adolescence are are pretty wild when yep. you look at that mm -hmm. and then you throw in this this kind of uh, goliath thing mm -hmm. of, of social media mm -hmm. and i and i and i think we've maybe we're starting to realize that now and, mm -hmm. and i hope it's not too late you know I, I, and i don't know how do you feel about like the social dilemma that docufilm on netflix are you a fan or are you are you like yes and no kind of I would say I have very I have a lot of mixed feelings yeah, about that yeah. um, drama docu film do thing yeah yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like drama and it's a documentary. <laughs> who knows what it is it's a hybrid format yeah right? hybrid it's format. a hybrid genre yeah um I would say um, one thing that I find most striking about that uh, documentary ish. quote unquote yeah documentary ish um, thingy is that um, I feel like it maybe um overemphasizes how much um the influence social media mm. companies have on us uh, i mean don't get me wrong yeah i think our conversation so far has been like highlighting you know how yeah. big an impact right. social media companies yep. can have on us mm -hmm. um yes they're pulling some strings like yes as but if, not all know, of them yeah yeah as if like you know we are like they're sock puppets right. you know they can right. control us there's a scene i think yeah, in that. yeah exactly yeah, that yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is a very vivid like metaphor of yes, like the, the 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 impact but i would say based on my research i feel like the technology side is one thing mm -hmm. I think I think the human side is another. Let's talk about that. Yes, and let's talk about let's that. So, and it's, I love that you said based on your research. So, give mm. us some insight into what you just said because I love that statement. Mm. Technology side, human side, and how has your research illuminated that? Yes. So, one research that I think of off the top I of love my it. head Perfect. is um is like a recent research that I um that was published earlier this year about how about about Russians on mm -hmm. on Twitter. Okay. So, um, in 2016, during the 20 2016 election cycle so actually starting from late 2015 sure up until mid 2017 sure the russians um they their internet research agency like is kind of basically like a propaganda hmm. um uh, unit sure a machine um, of that. yeah yes, yeah yes. yep yep and they created a bunch of like um twitter accounts mm. that uh masqueraded as american citizens Mm. And then they put out a lot of like, you know, you know, as I mentioned, a lot of like controversial uh, sure. content, for example, mm -hmm. um, you know, some conservative uh, accounts, you mm -hmm. know, accounts um, 
masquerading as um, you know just ordinary sure, real conservative people. Yeah. Uh, American citizens. Yeah. They would um, you know talk thing uh they would talk about things like you know black lives matter and yeah. saying that you know the, um those people um like how um uh you know kind of questioning their um their motive questioning sure, their, their position their, their cause yeah. and they can also say um think um you know, say terrible things about the other side. Sure, the sure. same with the liberal accounts. Huh. So they would say things about um, how terrible the conservatives are and, you know, yep. how bad Trump yep. um, was. Wind up both sides exactly, and then just watch. Exactly. And then um, we uh, we looked at, you know, who actually retweeted their tweets on uh, Twitter. And I think the, 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 the striking finding um, is that Actually, you can see that the what, what I would say maybe is not that striking uh, if you think about you know human nature, right? Sure. You know, conservatives, um, you know, super conservative American citizens like you know the far right mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. the far left, mm -hmm. you know, they retweeted. They constituted the majority of retweets of. Um, those so those that agents. ideologically were really like 10 out of 10, if you will, exactly. were the ones that were retweeting. Exactly. Uh, exactly. For example, for the conservative um, accounts that mm -hmm. we examined, um, like the majority, 80% um, of the of the retweets they got were from hmm. those hyper conservative mm -hmm. American mm -hmm. citizens, mm -hmm. you know, because I would say they saw their views being like validated or in those tribalism. Tweets. Yeah. Being vindicated. They see mm -hmm. themselves like, like as, you know, being vindicated. Yeah. Um, and, um, so they retweeted their tweets. Mm. Um, the same with liberals, yep. you know, really, you know, passionate and, yep. uh, you know, um, super, progressive yeah, say, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um liberals and they retweeted those um, huh. liberal accounts they accounted for the majority of the retweets either side huh exactly yeah. and and so this kind of like going back to this kind of like tribalism that's right on that's social right. media it affects right? us all yeah yeah and and what's what's even worse is that um like they're retweeting um you know those partisans Yep. You know, left and right, retweeting those Russian accounts mm -hmm. actually helped those Russian accounts gain more followers on Twitter, and that can help. You know, further uh, boost right. uh, that can further boost the the accounts like yeah. uh, uh, popularity, uh, yeah, popularity, yeah. authority, authenticity. Mm. Um, and those accounts actually ended up in news coverage. Wow, mainstream wow. news coverage as well as you know hyper partisan media coverage. Wow. So you can we see were we were almost. I don't want to say we were complicit, but we were not willingly, but unwillingly, unwillingly yeah. complicit, though, exactly. in fueling this machine. Exactly, wow. exactly, wow. exactly. Wow. If if we let, um, if we simply just go on social media and unleash our very raw, mm. you know, emotions, mm -hmm. um, I mean, like maybe we can feel good. We might feel good about it, you know, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, for a minute. But the consequence can be Long way lasting. beyond yeah. our. You know, can I ask? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping that I that I know the answer to this, but can I ask? You know, those that were more centrist, mm. um, were I'm hoping that they weren't as willing to retweet those Russian accounts. Is that? Did you look at that or no? We um we we did not. Um, Basically, I'm saying you know mm. the, the hyper on liberal or conservative ten out of tens. I'm wondering about the threes out of tens or the fours or the fives. I'm hoping that they didn't retweet. But... No, we did not see that okay, good. in our in our data. That's good. So like That's the good. yeah, 
like only those you know who have very extreme, extreme opinions yeah, yeah. Um, contributed to the number so of strongly valence opinions were the ones that were more inclined to exactly re-share. exactly that gives me hope and also speaks to this tribalism thing if we mm. can if we can learn to weed through that mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but one thing about you know the moderates is that you know i feel like probably the majority of the public uh, yes. um maybe you know still hopefully you know um um, is still pretty moderate in, in 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 our opinion. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, yes. let's hope. Maybe you know things have changed um, a little bit over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, since the elites, the congress, you know, politicians, mm-hmm. they have become more polarized, and maybe you know the general public might also go in that direction as maybe. well. But we don't have like. Um, I would say definitive evidence for that. Mm -hmm. But those people who are super agitated on social media, Mm they can become more polarized mm. and they're the most vocal group of yes. people yes, on social media and yes. we are on social media too and we can be really influenced by their communication sure. and, right although we might not have like uh retweeted uh, their tweets in the past maybe gradually by long-term exposure we might become mm. more polarized the because effects of have seen it exactly exactly so like on social media i would say i don't really post a lot of things on social Me media yeah um, because i feel like um Posting things on social media to me um, comes with a lot of risk. Nice. Not no, not not in terms of like my personal risk. Uh, you know, maybe you know, <laughs> you know, this kind of cancel culture thing. It's not, sure. it's not completely like it's not like completely like that. No. But I feel like we now have more influence than we think we we have. We do. We do. Yeah. Um. So sometimes we can say um say things and. And that thing uh, might become viral somehow, mm, somehow. You know, on social <laughs> yeah. media, and might you know that might be a good thing. Yeah. But sometimes it can have some unexpected, uh, consequences. undesirable consequences. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that everyone should you know hold themselves back and should mm-hmm. not say things on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that you know it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we, you know, the reason why we are having, I would say, you know, Benkler, going back to Benkler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2006 uh, was saying that you know we we're going to have a more vibrant culture like mm. a, we, we're going to have more freedom sure. um you know human development mm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know uh, our society can become more egalitarian mm-hmm. can become more democratic because of social media i think the core reason is 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 this kind of ability to express ourselves yes. as individuals yes. as groups um yes. and to create culture to participate in the yes. creation of culture mm. but i feel like we probably want to you know while thinking about that we need to think about maybe some unexpected consequences yes, right yes. um sometimes on social media before you post things think a little bit about motivation behind it exactly the motivation behind <laughs> what state it. you're in <laughs> exactly and think yeah. about maybe the potential um you know consequence yeah. maybe think about the potential unexpected um outcome right. that might have you are saying some fabulous things here, Eni. Oh. oh my goodness, I am loving this. Thank you. You're you, asking some really well, th- great questions. Thanks, thanks, I enjoy this. I, I have so many. Th- this is such a. You're, you're right. I think we nailed it a, a while ago where we said this. This whole thing is not a, an on-off. You know, one or two. It's not a dichotomy in, no, in how no. we deal with this, right? No. Mm-hmm. It, it's a spectrum to me. You know, exactly. it's, it's a dial. There are degrees, exactly. and and we need to have nuanced. Exactly. conversations exactly. my favorite word of the last five years nuance. by the way is nuance because i so much of our of our dialogue is lacking in nuance exactly. and it's so funny you know so i, I i'm yes I, you know, we have to sound the alarms of the unintended consequences of what we post right we have to be careful about those things mm-hmm. i'm also always torn because i want 
also people to be able to weed through and think through mm. the nonsense information, uh-huh. you know, and I wonder how much we're because I think of censorship, for, mm. for example, right? You mm. know, Twitter has gotten into on some fire lately with censorship, yep. right? Um, I'm fascinated. There's a, a reporter named Alex Berenson that I'm, I'm very interested in who was banned from Twitter. Mm-hmm. He used to write for the New York Times and things. Mm-hmm. I don't even, do you know who he is? Mm-mm. Okay. It's a really, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. and had a really interesting discussion. I was very fascinated because he was citing studies of uh, Moderna and Pfizer, but citing their studies and then got banned for those. Right. Okay. And it brings up some very interesting, like, okay, okay what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. You know? And so on one hand, it's, you know, should we be instructing? I guess I'm posing this question to you. Mm. Should we, you know, should the use of social media be mm. also be coupled with more early targeting of how to think critically and how to recognize valuable information and how to vet information? Mm. You know, is do you think that that is a possible route to go? You know, because and I don't think social media is going away. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not for you for your job security. But but I. But I also wonder, I think about this with research methods and vetting sources and Mm. and looking at methodology and Mm -hmm. and understanding. And I wonder if we could do a better job of instructing our young people Mm. on how to think critically. Mm -hmm. And and from what you talked about, from what I'm going to post, Mm -hmm. but also what am I seeing right now? And not immediately reacting to it. This I don't know if critical thinking is the right term, Mm -hmm. but something along this idea of I just call it critical thinking, you know, where I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ingesting information, but then I'm actively mindfully processing that information yep. from a central perspective, mm-hmm. not from a peripheral route. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, yep. yay, classic yep. things. But, <laughs> and I'm wondering how you feel about that being coupled with social media use. And, and do you think, cause I feel like we should, I don't, I don't know if high school students get enough of that training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is that something that would be helpful? you know, for us from an earlier age rather than maybe a research methods class in college. I think so. I think that's that's definitely like a, 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 I would say that that is a promising solution mm-hmm. to the problem that we're facing, mm-hmm. maybe the problems that we're <laughs> facing today. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I would say early on, when we think about, you know, the, the, the Internet before social media. Right. Right. People were talking about, you know, how we can detect bullshit. I'm not yeah, sure I, I love it. Oh, we swear all the time. Here. Uh, that, it's all you know, good. We, we need like a BS detector in our, <laughs> in our mind. Right. Yeah, so that we yeah. can navigate the Internet uh, yeah. without, you know, being let's say negatively influenced being duped <laughs> yeah. right so um maybe you know i think we should do the same thing for uh, social media i agree right it's 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 about information it's about you know uh what we see on social yeah. media and you know why people post things on social media mm-hmm. and having like a better understanding of kind of like the i would say the the infrastructure or the affordances sure. of social media yep. maybe you know how you know our behaviors might be um uh uh you know, reinforced or yep. encouraged by yep. by social media. Maybe you know the the way we do things um, does not really truly reflect you know who we are. Mm. Instead, it's mm. probably um, um, aided and abated. What what is that phrase? Um, aided and abetted. Yes. yes. Yes, I got you. Aided and abetted. I, I think. I think. Abetted. Abetted is a word. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. go with it. I don't know. How many PhDs does it take to figure out this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got. <laughs> I love it. They'll know what we're we talking about. We probably need another like English major, <laughs> <That's> English <right. laughs> That's right. PhD um, here. Yeah. So like, you know, so taking those, I feel like things into um, account, yeah. maybe um, people can be more, um, can can put things into perspective a little bit more. I agree. Um, and I feel like beside, besides that, um, 
we we also might want to think about like how you know sometimes when we communicate with each other mm -hmm. you know it's not about information as well mm. right um um J james carey i believe that's his name or yeah james carey who's a media scholar he mm. he he um he kind of like proposes this idea of the dichotomy between like two kinds of communication mm. the ritual view of communication that is mm. you know um uh, you know we don't really learn like much from each other by communicating mm. with each other it's like we go like we go to church service <laughs> like, we, we don't learn anything new we just get our beliefs affirmed right right um and that's a ritual view of communication the right. other is you know the transmission view of communication that we learn something by reading like uh you know a piece uh, a newspaper um mm -hmm. by going on like the new york times website right. or the wall street journal website right right, right. to learn something to you know, to, to acquire you know, knowledge mm -hmm. and new information. I feel like on social media, a lot of times, probably, you know, we're less Echo interested chambers. in, yeah, we're less mm -hmm. interested in like, getting new information. Right. We're less a... interested in like being educated. <laughs> we're less interested in like mm. getting new uh, information that can challenge our existing views. Instead, we go on social media in order to, you know, get social support, yep. to get social validation mm -hmm. and to, you know, just to be with, you know, others yeah. who are just like us. You bring up a really interesting point of, mm. of the the mix of interpersonal needs mm. with with identity and ideological, exactly. ideological needs, or I don't want to say needs, but mm -hmm. our, we have a very interesting like Venn diagram crossover effect happening. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Speaking of like communication, I feel like that that, that is a rel very relevant point about communication research. We used to kind of like have very, you know, siloed yes. areas, yes. right? Interpersonal communication, mass communication. Right. It's all. And yeah, now like in the social media era, it's all it's like everything. the same. Like yeah. it's everything. Exactly. Yeah. Like w whatever we do on social media, it has the interpersonal aspect. You know, we yes, want to you know, maintain our relationships with each other. We want to, um, you know, get social validation mm -hmm. and approval. Mm -hmm. And also we want to maybe learn something new, yeah. you know, get, know about know about the world, know about what. And all of that could know. happen in, in one trip, exactly. on one trip, quote unquote, <laughs> a journey on the exactly. social media. Exactly. Yeah. And I think probably the response is more of this, right? This acknowledgement mm -hmm. and awareness that we are on social media with multiple needs. Exactly. And those needs can can cross and, mm -hmm. and they can interact. I agree. I agree. You know? That's a and, perfect point. And that That's is, point. yeah, I, I love, yeah. This is I a great discussion. I, I really enjoy this. Thank you. Um, Same here. <laughs> any final parting thoughts for our students as we wrap up here? Mm, I... <laughs> What are the final? Do you have any courses coming up that you want to plug? Oh, oh, next semester I'm teaching like a communication theory course. Oh. Um, and I might teach a, a research method course. Very uh, cool. You know, taking on this I very challenging it. course I next semester. I love it. Yeah. Um, so in the in the come theory course, I'm gonna talk about, you know, traditional you know, mass communication theories, mm -hmm. traditional, you know, social psychological theories, but also I'm going to, you know, throwing some like new media stuff Very cool. There. Very so cool. So I think we can continue this kind of conversation in that course. Yes. But this course that I'm teaching this semester on communication in network society is exactly like a course that is, um, I would say, customized for uh, this kind of, oh. these kind of topics. Cool. Um, so, so if yeah. you love this discussion, sign up, friends, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I, I guess maybe one last parting, yes, please. parting thought would be just be more conscious about mm. our use of social media. I yeah. feel like as social scientists, as social science students, um, 
as social science students, uh, we should be more conscious about um, the things that are mundane to us, the That's things right. that are oh, taken for that. granted. I love that. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I, I always talk about being CII. cognizant, cognizant and mindful exactly. of, of the things that you take for granted. Like exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. That's that's very well put. Yes, yeah. just be more conscious about the, the things that you normally do that you do not really consciously they don't think seem about. important. Yeah. Although they, they don't seem important, they are. They, are. they that's, so are. Yeah, that's why we do social science. That's right. We study and we all should be students of social science. Yes. Because it's human behavior. Yes, we yes, all exactly, should be. exactly. Absolutely. Ine, this has been a delight. You are wonderful. Oh, thank you thank so you, much. Zach. If students would like to reach out to you, would you mind sharing uh, a good contact email that they could, yes. that could reach out to you at? Yes, you can reach me via my email, yzhang20. Beautiful. And I'll put that into our episode description, too. Great. So thank you. Wonderful. Ine, thank you so very much. Thank you. Sign up for her class, everybody. Fabulous, great conversationalist, awesome scholar, fabulous teacher, I'm sure. Sign up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.